We'll be building a new youth pillar within the community product group to focus on two things. A, accelerating our integrity and privacy work to ensure the safest possible experience for teens, and B, building a version of Instagram that allows people under the age of 13 to safely use Instagram for the first time. So essentially, in a nutshell, their Facebook and Instagram, because they're intertwined, are developing an Instagram purposefully for under 13s, for those who aren't quite old enough to have actual Instagram. Uh, Hannah, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, firstly, interesting is the word I would use to describe this. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, I think it's really tough because um, there's an element of uh, Instagram being a great platform to for the youth worker to, to use, actually, to mm-hmm. engage with young people um, and obviously kind of youth work in in my area kind of begins at at kind of like age 11 when you go into into high school and often we will engage with our young people through Instagram and obviously that that excludes a a few um a few age groups so you know in that respect it's like okay cool we'll be able to to maybe engage with them and then on the other side huge concerns I think about um engaging in social media at such a young age I guess the thoughts are is a lot of young people are already there who are under 13 so at least yeah, let's make try and make it safe um it's interesting then it? yeah like, so interesting I think as Instagram has been known as well for having problems with things like privacy um bullying and I think it's one of those things as youth workers we we often see a lot of the negative effects of social media there are of course positives to it as well yeah. um, but we often see the negative effects and it's interesting like to see what what does this mean when actually it's scaled down and um and younger and younger young people and children are getting more and more into social media and we've seen the introduction of YouTube kids um if people weren't aware that's a thing that's out on YouTube and I think it'd be interesting to see how they um try and put safety in place and uh, whether there's gonna be monitoring from parents or whoever on this platform how do you know if someone's under 13 um on safeguarding mm-hmm. um sort of aspect of it and so I think it's really interesting like as, as youth workers as church leaders as people who are parents aunties uncles godparents to um, young people and children how do we help them process the fact that they're being opened up to social media at younger and younger ages um, mm-hmm. and I don't really know that we have any answers here but just an interesting thing to flag up to you guys listening going this is a plan that they're trying to get underway um, and sort of you know how do you think in your context maybe you can um, help mm-hmm. those you you work with those that you love to have wisdom around this online world so yeah that was our first area yeah it was indeed uh we want to move on to a secondary like we say these are going to be uh short and snappy and uh we can carry on conversations on various things but we want to move on to a second thing which is on trends and uh this one is <laughs> an interesting topic for both of us um because <laughs> it's something we've both very much like embraced in the past and now we're being told no it's not so cool anymore um so this one is uh from our trends uh topic and uh we are calling it r.i.p skinny jeans um brackets and (laughs) and middle partings and crying emojis are these things um now kind of moving out of culture have these things now been relegated to the uncool um 
thing. <laughs> this is all very interesting. So this kind of originated, um, this kind of revelation on TikTok, um, another social media platform that's um, probably the biggest for young people at the moment, actually. It's really, really huge. Um, and TikTok is like a, a video creating um, app um beth you have tiktok don't you oh i do i spend way too much time on it but you know <laughs> it's one of my guilty pleasures in life <laughs> yeah um and on the app it kind of became uh clear and it's kind of things can spread so so quickly on tiktok and on any social media that maybe skinny jeans have now moved from the you know from the cool category into the uncool category and i think a lot of people our age beth felt literally attacked by this <laughs> I mean it's um, one of those things they had these videos saying skinny jeans like are the the marker that you are now older mm. and side partings and the the laugh and cry emoji mm. all three of those things have been a staple of my life for years and I think for anyone else out there who's like on the millennial young sort of gen y cusp this might be the first time that you realise that you are not down with the kids, as I have realised. Um, <laughs> I mean, anyone not a young person um, anymore. I know. And the thing is, my side parting, if I have a middle parting, I look like a 90s boy band member and not in a good way. I cannot give up my side part. So I just have to accept that, mm. that, that Gen Z looks at me and thinks, you're not cool. That is just how I live my life now. <laughs> you can't, um, people listening, you can't see us right now, um, but I have a firm middle parting uh, <laughs> I am still trying to hold on to my uh status as kind of still a young person but I'm kind of realizing that I'm very much not um and I definitely still use the laughing crying face emoji that's the other thing as well isn't it like the emojis that you use and literally the mm -hmm. language you use can kind of say a lot about you now and and I think I think the interesting thing is that we kind of um things become kind of like a part of of culture and kind of as they become a part of culture for longer it kind of filters through more and more generations mm. um to the point where like my mom has a pair of like skinny jeans <laughs> skinny jeans like lots of people will have them and then but I think the thing is is the younger generation are often the first ones to kind of go no we want to like we want to kind of book the trend we want to create something new um and I think skinny jeans are one of the things that are now have now gone out the door mm. and it's really really interesting isn't it and like you say it's kind of the first sign of of uh maybe you're not in the the generation you thought you were in anymore or you're the 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 kind of trends are moving on um and that's you. okay yeah that's okay so uh yeah so that was our little trend section for you all that <laughs> you've heard it here skinny jeans side partings and the crying emoji are no longer cool but also um, <laughs> you do you do you, you yeah, like you there's also an element of like um kind of just being yourself and just being like do you know what if I want to wear skinny jeans I'm gonna wear skinny jeans and that is fine you do you exactly and plus young people prefer it when you're being yourself mm -hmm. awesome. um moving on to our last one this comes under our issues um theme that we like to do uh well we are going to like to do this is our personal time we're doing it <laughs> um, and this one is uh, a little bit more on a serious slant than talking about emojis and skinny jeans um which is to do with young people's mental health actually during this season and as restrictions lift um, now, many of you listening will be aware of um, Young Minds, which is like the youth section of um, the charity Mind. 
and they have been doing research throughout all the different lockdowns that we've had and gathering stats on young people's mental health um, and they released a report just about a month ago um, before 13 to 25 year olds where they asked them a whole bunch of questions about mental health and as restrictions lift and um, there's some really really interesting finds um, and you can find this on youngminds.org.uk and I think it's on their homepage currently but we'll also put the link in the uh, written text as well on the website for this um, but I'm going to read out just a couple of the stats that really kind of stood out as I was looking through this it's a really interesting piece of um, research and here it said that 67% uh, of young people asked think that the pandemic will have a long-term effect on their mental health and um, we're already gathering that as a community that the pandemic has had these effects um, but 79% said that they thought their mental health would get better as restrictions keep lifting, but 9%, nearly 1 in 10 disagree. So that's like 1 in 10 young people thinking actually their mental health isn't going to get any better. Um, so when you put it as 1 in 10, actually it sounds, it's quite significant, because if you think of 10 young people you know, that would be one of them. Um, and again, here it says... Um, that 20%, that's one in five young people, said they struggled to keep in touch with their friends and family in the uh, last lockdown. So that was the one that was over the January, um, February time. So that's one in five young people saying that they're struggling to keep in touch. And the interesting thing is that in this research, when they asked um, for young people to pick the factors that affected their mental health the most, the top answer by far was loneliness and isolation. That was the big hitter that they said was really um, hitting them hard with their mental health. And obviously that's something that we've all been dealing with, with lockdowns and being separate and far from our families and our friends. And, and you know, young people haven't been able to be in school or college as much as they normally would or go to their clubs or be free to hang in and out of people's houses. And, and so they've cited here that loneliness and isolation are the biggest factors. Um, and the, the next two factors followed that. It was concerns about school, college and uni work, which we've seen throughout the news all year, and then not being able to do their usual activities. And I think it's really interesting when we look at this, we can see there's a clear impact on mental health that young people, uh, a lot of them think their mental health will get better as restrictions lift. And, and we really hope it does. Um, but some disagree. But also this whole part of the loneliness and isolation um, being so big and interesting for us to think, how can how can we help young people to feel connected again, to feel like they belong, that they're not alone, that they've got a community around them? Um, mm -hmm. Han, I don't know what your thoughts are on all this information that I've just chucked out there. <laughs> yeah, lots of information. I think that loneliness thing was really mm -hmm. interesting to me, that I think um, some young people, not all of them, but some are kind of experiencing loneliness, probably kind of for the first time um this kind of inability to be able to to kind of do what they want um when they want um and i think as being a, a youth leader myself as we've both spoken about that we are i think in the past the biggest concerns that i was seeing i mean kind of before covid as a youth leader was kind of stress and anxiety over the future um, over exams over the universities and you know that is still there but then on top of that kind of becoming an even bigger um, more pressing current issue than that is this um, this loneliness which has kind of um, yeah overtaken that with the the thing that's negatively impacting them the most and I think what's interesting is like how big that kind of fear of the future was which shows that for this loneliness uh kind of piece to be bigger than that like is a is a huge deal and i think it's really interesting to to think about how we help 
um, our young people and, and the young people that we come into contact with um, to feel connected, to feel connected to your youth group or to each other as well. Um, that's really interesting, I think, to think about how we can best support young people through that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's one of those things where it will also depend on the young people you work with, your context, what this look like looks like. But I think it's just really interesting that we can have some um, really solid statistics that have been done by, uh, you know, a reputable um, charity like Young Minds to be able to see um, what this looks like tangibly. Um, and I think something for us to be aware of moving forward. So yeah, those were our three categories. Um, but we've also got a cheeky little extra for everyone, haven't we, Hannah, before we go? Yes. So we have decided that we're also going to do um, a word of the month. <laughs> um, and, you know, just to, like we said, like um, there are so many complexities with um, with the language of young people. And, you know, a lot of things aren't even through words, but we're kind of going to going to speak about some of the words that young people um, use. So and also just to know, we may get some of these wrong, um, but this is what we <laughs> this is what we are aware of, that these words mean to the best of our ability. So the first one, so this month is... I almost feel like we need like a jingle for this and I don't know why. I mean, not that there is one, like, word of the month. Right, there we go. That's it. That's it now. Word of the month. There we go. Um, so <laughs> what are we doing? So this one is um, Gucci and it's usually used in the context of um, it's all Gucci is what people will say. And basically to decode this for you, what we believe and know that it pretty much means is it's all good. So if you hear someone say like, it's all Gucci, it means it's all good. Um, everything, everything's good with that is basically what that means. It's um, all Gucci. It's all Gucci. So <laughs> maybe you guys can decide for yourselves whether you want to start using some of this language with young people. But also I think like what we said earlier with being authentic, like us kind of telling you all this stuff it doesn't mean that you then have to go and start using these words because you know actually sometimes young people really don't but like it helps them. you to understand when people use them but it helps you to understand it helps you to understand maybe what your young people are talking about so yeah when they say it's all gucci it means it's all good yes nice so there you go we hope this has been helpful for you we hope that you have enjoyed uh, being part of this conversation with us uh, and we can't wait to see you next time